0: The poll results are in. I'm awesome, and you're welcome. I'm Kevin Leeson. Is that Cthulhu in your pocket,
1: or are you just happy to see me? I'm Torrin Atkinson.
2: Today I learned there are some women I don't want to sit on my face. I'm Joe Fulgham. Screw
3: you, America. Australia is number one in sheer belly size. I'm Steve Parker. Welcome to the one-year anniversary show of Caustic Soda.
1: Let's get this party started. Follow-ups three. Yes, but also not Are, just follow-ups. No.
2: One year anniversary episode.
1: I should have brought one of those little <laughs> horn thingies. We
0: have been. This is where the balloons all fall from the ceiling of the studio. We've been podcasting all for the a, calendar, balloons. a calendar year. I can't even believe it. It's true. It's flown by.
2: It really does kind of blow my mind. I thought we would do it and people would go, yeah, it's not bad. And then we would give up.
0: I think uh, I remember even a conversation uh, after our first or second episode where Joe said, "If we don't have more than X <laughs> number of listeners, if we have
1: three listeners by next year. The, I'm out.
0: I'm, I'm screw this. It's totally how I sound.
1: <laughs> I'm going to do the other podcast idea I had, <laughs> which was bunnies and
2: bunnies and boobs, <laughs> bunnies and boobs. The podcast. Uh, hey, you can't. DM, can't I DM'd lose. it.
0: I just DM'd it. You would." I don't, you guys are brilliant, you're going to make me
2: rich! Hugh Hefner already has that TM'd.
0: I guess that's, oh, dear. Curse that old Viagra-laden individual.
1: And as a special surprise, we have a guest. But it's not Banks.
0: No. No. It's Steve. Say hello, Steve. Hello,
3: oh, hello. Oh, sorry. <laughs> g'day, how are you? Oh, thank well, you. That's better.
0: We're Skyping Steve in all the way from Down Under.
3: Yes. He's coming South to Australia. us from... G'day. everyone wants a g'day.
0: From Adelaide, Australia, claims right. to be City a of fan. Churches. City, City of churches. churches,
3: oh. Yes, and the murder capital of Australia, funnily enough.
0: Oh, nice. Is that any,
1: <laughs> have anything to do with you? Uh, well, Is that no, your of piety?: no, Despite the best efforts. <laughs>
0: oh, well. There's
1: so always uh, tomorrow.
0: So why don't you explain to the listeners, Steve, why, uh, why you, more than any of them, are particularly suited to come on Caustic Soda, and tell us what you think. It's because I'm special. No. <laughs>
3: Actually, it's because the entire world has this idea of Australians that we're all kind of dumb, and I thought I'd like to come on and prove them right.
1: I always thought Canadians were dumb. Huh. <laughs> so you've also got uh, a podcast of your own. Yes, I do. Tell, I do. tell us about All's that. Pity
3: for my sins. The Great Southern Stand that's uh, three times a week for ten minutes. I go over some of the, the nutty little news stories from around the world that either make me laugh or make me very, very angry.
4: Yeah. What <laughs> nice dude. but if it makes we
1: you haven't. sad then you just
0: you just give it a screw miss screw it yeah yeah
4: That'd i
1: feel the
0: <laughs> same way angry or happy it's pretty much the only two things we um. we have
1: and where can we find that on the interweb
3: uh you can find that at southernstand.blogspot.com.
2: as i hope that everybody is aware we put up a poll for our first season uh the season one 2010 poll uh asking people about few questions like their favorite episodes, favorite segments, things like that. And we've got the results. They were kind of all over the place. It seems people like a lot of stuff and actually a few of the answers were I like it all. We'll start from the beginning with our favorite episode votes. You guys have already seen this so I can't ask you to guess.
1: Mhm. We could ask Steve though. All right, oh, Steve. yeah, nice. Steve, we brought him oh, all this go. way. Steve Pop quiz,
2: Steve. <laughs> Here we go, Steve. What was your favorite episode from 2010 of oh, Caustic Soda?
3: Gosh. Gosh. I I think it would have to be Bears.
2: Bears. Oh, that's nice. a
0: good call. Yeah. Bears yeah, was up yeah. there. Bears, we had... All right. So 36 of our listeners were kind enough to actually respond. Right, Thank you, so, 36 people.
2: So uh, we had a lot of people in voting for, uh, that, that gave us three, but the top two uh, were Jehovah and uh, Cannibalism.
0: Both fine episodes.
1: Both fine episodes. <laughs> season
2: one. You
0: know what would have been a killer episode? Would have put us over the top? Would have made us the number one podcast in the world?
2: Cannibalistic Gods? Cannibalistic Gods. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, name one.
0: Saturn.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And we did talk about him. Yeah. But following up after that with three votes apiece would be uh, apes, bears, fecal matters, radiation, and space warfare. Huh. And then
0: there's and a, whole then with, like, a whole bunch with like uh, saints. A whole bunch with just one, sex yeah. part
2: one, sex part two, perfect murder. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, n- numerous.
2: So it seems that the favorites that people had were spread out all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Now it was a lot less spread out when it comes to grossest episode. We had uh I'd say three clear winners there. Number 1, and I've heard this uh, quite a bit from people just talking to me personally is self surgery.
0: Yeah, that creep factor when you talk about people cutting into themselves. Right. Just it's even grosser than talking about people eating other people. Yeah. Self surgery is by far and away grosser than cannibalism. Steve, have you ever eaten anyone?
3: Not that I'd like to admit. No. <laughs>
1: Have you ever done any self surgery?
3: <laughs> uh, only very minor stuff like removing splinters and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I got a few queasy moments on that episode. Yeah. Oh,
1: good. Yeah. Nice.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd agree with one one of your uh, female listeners that wrote in on a previous episode, saying the uh, the self-abortion kind of gave them the shivers. Oh, right. Uh, yeah.
0: Same. The, uh, yeah. the self-cesarean. <laughs> the, the world's first self-cesarean. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the one. The second place was shared by parasites and. Fecal Matters. In the it? grossest episodes category.
1: Yeah, Fecal yeah.
2: Matters and Parasites, both with seven votes each. And yeah. Cannibalism coming up uh, with five.
1: Somebody wrote down Gluttony as the grossest episode, and I assume that that's for the mayonnaise Yeah, <laughs> competition.
2: <laughs> Purely for the mayonnaise eating competition was. alone. We also asked everybody what their favorite intermission song was, and uh, we had a clear winner, which would be the Parasites episode. Uh, and The song for that would be the Darkest of the Hillside Thickets, Torrance Band. Performing Burrow Your Way to My Heart, which is yeah, one of my me. favorite Thickest songs too.
0: Yeah, that's a good song. It's a good yeah. song.
2: We also asked, What is your favorite segment? Now, what are your guys' favorite segments? Uh, uh I, I
0: really enjoy Lesser of Two Evils. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Lesser of Two Evils because you, you you know, hypotheticals are just right up my alley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your whole life is a hypothetical. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I I make no bones about it that I pretty much live inside my own head at all times. So uh, if I can surmise what I would do under a particularly uh, improbable situation, then I- I'm as happy as a clam.
2: Right, Torrin?
1: Either science and history, or lesser of two evils.
2: Okay, yeah. that's me. Mine's definitely science and history. What about you, Steve? What's your Steve? Uh,
0: favorite segment?
3: Are definitely lesser of two evils, definitely. I mean, oh, nice. when you oh, gave yeah. us the choice between eating ourselves to death or playing video games to death, it's like <laughs> these are a few of my favorite things. You know, it's, <laughs> it's terrible, terrible, <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess it'll have the fun for the listeners out there.'s probably kind uh, waiting to see what kind of hypotheticals we're going to come up with in this right. particular episode. I oh, figure
2: out where you fit into it, yeah. Uh, So, strangely enough, Lesser of Two Evils came out right in the middle of the pack. Uh, Our our top two results in the poll were uh, In the News with eight and Science and History with six. After that, Lesser of Two Evils with four, Pop Culture with three, and Public Service Announcement with one. We also asked, what was the hardest bit for you to get through? Steve, do you have any... Memories of, of a particularly difficult segment or of reaching news for article? The,
0: reaching for the skip button at uh, any point in time. <laughs> Do you ever think to um, yourself, I could just fast forward through this and uh, re- you know give myself a break? I didn't actually listen to the Body Worlds
3: episode when it first went up. Because that entire concept kind of creeps me out a little bit i listened to it in preparation for this show and it turned out to be just really interesting but uh yeah i didn't listen to that one when it first went up that was a whole episode (laughs) that i just skipped because you're
0: just like ah screw (laughs) it i don't need to listen to that stuff (laughs) they're just gonna talk about like dangly labia and what a scrotum looks like on the inside and yeah yeah i don't want to know know.
2: (laughs) well and i gotta say i'm pretty proud of our listeners the number one result was none yeah, that they didn't have any problems getting through it, that uh, we've oh, got nice. uh, people with iron stomachs out there. Those guys are hardcore. They're like, uh, yeah. we've had people saying, why would I listen if I couldn't get through parts of it? Yeah, no. It, Fair uh, enough. It could it, be masochists. <laughs> Following that up were uh, self surgery and uh, I guess the entire episode because they uh, they were they mentioned a few different things like the kidney stone operation pulling it and, out through the taint yeah oh. the <laughs> multiple different sections in self surgery I
0: could barely get through that piece and I was here yeah
2: <laughs> and the cannibalism accounts and specifically right. the German who found the, the guy online to yeah even.
0: well some of the comments we got for
1: those is like I had I was driving and I had to pull over or I started to throw up in my mouth and kind of stuff
4: like that <laughs> no uh, yeah that
0: was one of the Facebook. Rec- Uh, um, uh, post was somebody said, thanks for making me throw up my mouth on a bus in rush hour. Yes. If I've made one person throw up on a bus in rush hour because of this
1: podcast, I've done my job. Mission accomplished.
2: We also asked what the funniest bit was. Uh, again, this one was kind of all over the map. Lesser of Two Evils ended up getting three votes and was tied with there's just too many to talk about. But I think the, the two specific ones that people mentioned uh, to me and also in this poll were the baquito viewers.
1: The, yeah. The little 3D glasses that you wear. When you want to look at an ape, but you don't want the ape to think he's look—you're looking at him.
2: That's yeah. right, and and especially you shouting out, "Don't fucking look at me!" <laughs> uh, that many people have uh, announced that they laughed their asses off, as well as pooping a coil around a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from
1: the, yeah, from the Fecal Matters episode. Which I am proud fecal of that story. Matters.
0: Although, me personally, I thought uh, I thought in that particular episode i thought torren's story about pooping in a bag was much funnier but maybe i'm just <laughs> yeah. too close maybe i'm just too close to the pooping <laughs> a coil around a tree story to enjoy its 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 subtleties and the great
2: thing about the pooping in the bag is we have the great follow-up correcting him for yeah. straight from stewie also mentioned uh not not as much in this but also in the comments is uh torren's completely himself muppet theme intro song that he made for us which i don't know if we've said this on the air but I didn't even know that was coming.
0: No, Torn didn't tell us that he was doing that when he did it. He just uh, added it to the episode. And so Joe and I were just as surprised as every other it was listener so great. when it came on.
2: So there's me uploading the episode, starting to listen to it so I can get those images. And I don't skip any of it because I want to make sure there's no mistakes in it. And then all of a sudden this song starts. And I fell out of my chair laughing. Uh, we asked. Him I got a shirt
1: that says that on it. 100% Torn. <laughs> 100%. All natural. But we could ask Steve certain questions about the sure. episodes that uh, people were all over the place with. Okay, what sure. were some of
2: those questions? Uh, favorite lesser of two evils.
3: Oh, again, the eating yourself to death or playing computer games.
2: Today. Right. <laughs> yeah, it
0: seems like a uh, definitely a Sophie's choice there.
2: <laughs> I went through that. To, I went through that trying to figure out. Which ones were the number one uh, response? And I don't think I saw any that even had two the same. Yeah. So they're all over. Perhaps bears. People say something about bears. I have no idea. Concrete enema was mentioned a few times, or the uh, heels and boobs one. But again, all over the place. No clear winner.
0: I don't think I was terribly surprised by anything that came out of it. Mm-hmm. I was, but you was... felt deep shame, <laughs> nonetheless. Except until I read that somebody thought I was the funniest thing about the whole thing, and then I, then I went, I gotta go solo. <laughs> <laughs> See the Kevin Leeson project. Yeah, exactly. Burn all of you. No, then I'd be required to do research, and I'd be <laughs> shit out of
1: luck. Do you have any gruesome personal injury stories?
3: Uh yeah, I actually sent one into this one. This was a lot of fun. I used to own an old motorcycle, and I was riding around the hills one night. And there was a corner that was just a little too tight with no light. And my bike decided it was a bit tired and wanted to lay down (laughs) on top of me. (laughs) Uh, So my leg got kind of ground against the road for 20 meters and then flicked up behind my head. It was lots of fun. uh, fun.
4: So
0: was it actual bone broken or or just road rash? No,
3: surprisingly enough, no bones broken. Just sort of hyper-extended joints bent way the wrong way. That's
0: almost worse, honestly. That's almost Apparently,
3: worse. I would have gotten over it faster if the bones had actually broken. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Was, is, was there awesome scars? No!
3: Maximum disappointment. Oh, there's that's a tiny, too bad. There's a tiny dot on my right knee.
0: That's it. That's the only <laughs> evidence that anything ever happened. It's Some, some little embedded piece of gravel or something and like that. And that's our constant yeah.
2: refrain here is that chicks like scars. So oh. at right. the very least, you have horrible things happen to you and you can show off the scars. But now you can point to a little dot and go, yeah, baby. I got yeah, you had a horrible yeah, thing happening to you. You
0: don't even have the benefit of a cool scar. Although I so, do have a dueling
3: scar on my right cheek, so I'm okay on that. Wait,
0: scar. a duel? Did you say dueling or dueling? Dueling, like as in dueling with swords, swords. or dueling with yeah. flintlock pistols. Oh, nice swords! Yeah. Uh, let's follow hear the, up to the swords episode. Yeah. <laughs> let's hear the story on that one. All right, give us your dueling scar story. What woman were you fighting over with? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, no, no woman on this time. I was in a medieval group and we were doing a show in a university and they gave us a, uh area that was way too small. So when I stepped forward to attack my friend, he stepped forward at the same time and oh, rather stabby, than wrapping stabby. me neatly on the helmet, he gashed me across my cheek.
0: Oh, nice. Aww. Yeah. Well, they wanted uh, to
3: rush me to hospital to get the stitches and stuff. But again, with the scar thing, I thought, no, that'll just make it smaller. I want the big, big, big scar, nice. you know, yeah.
2: After he cut your cheek, did he push you up against the wall and say, I want my father back, you son of a bitch? No, not this time. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> All right. Was we that? do occasionally pretend we're not right-handed, though, and just flip on oh, that right. side.
2: <laughs> you know,
0: not everybody that you talk to on a daily basis has a sword scar. I mean, that uh, you kind of... <laughs> no, not everyone. sort of feels like nineteenth, 18th, 19th century sort of stuff. All right, follow-ups.
1: What's our first one? Where did we leave off? We left off at Apes on our last follow-ups We left episode. off at
2: Apes. So after Apes would be the Iraq War. Oh, Yeah, I don't think there's really. uh, It sucked.
0: uh, Yeah, and. And It still sucks. It's still going on. uh, It's uh, March of 2011, and. Mission accomplished. American troops (laughs) are still in quite large numbers in Iraq. Well, somebody commented that uh, we didn't
1: talk about Generation Kill enough. Ah, yes. But the reason for that is because only Joe's actually seen it. Yeah. Or read the book?
2: I haven't read the book. I bought the book for my brother in law.
1: Steve, have you read or seen Generation Kill?
3: No, I'm not even
1: sure what you're talking about. Okay, good. I feel vin- I feel vindicated. <laughs> yes, my <laughs> ignorance finally pays off.
2: <laughs> it was an HBO miniseries. I think there's six episodes, and it's fantastic. It feels very real. I mean, I wouldn't know for sure. And it's uh, about guys on the ground in Iraq? It's about a uh, recon marine group. Uh, I want to say platoon, but I, I'm probably wrong. Squad. Squad. I don't yeah. know. Okay. And they go into recon, and it talks about... The screwed up orders that they get and the limitations that were placed on them and how some of them are total screw ups and some of them are completely professional and all the stuff in between and one of their lieutenants just kind of goes mental and how they can't get rid of him because of the chain of command and how it has to get dealt with really good really uh, intense and interesting and just very eye opening I highly recommend seeing the miniseries
0: might not just have to go check it out
1: Jordan's no. still doing fine. Yeah, actually, that's not true. Our guest Jordan, who was the uh, the expert on the Iraq War, recently had a, an accident with a bandsaw. He did. Oh, what no. happened? Oh, no? I I don't know, but he sent me the photo by uh, <laughs> by the interweb. He's yes. probably not going to be drumming for with us for any time soon. So what happened? <laughs> like oh, nice.
2: he cut his hand, like cut his hand with it, or yeah,
0: he cut his hand with it. Oh wow! Oof! That was blood. <laughs> cutting hands with bandsaws usually. If if saws. it doesn't result in blood. Some. You have a, you have other problems. You have a vampire on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so on to earthquakes. Nothing,
2: nothing earthquake related's happened lately, has it? No, no, I don't no, think. No, I, I can't, can't think, think of any, of any. single news. thing. Now uh, the Pacific Rim. Not nope, so clean as a count. whistle. Clean as a whistle. So of course, Matt, we could almost do an entire episode on the Japanese. Earthquake. Yeah. Uh, that happened. Nine on the Richter scale. Yeah. Oh, do they upgrade they it up nine. to nine now? They upgraded it to 9.0. An 8.8, and then the next day. I think
0: the first
1: I heard of it was like 7.9 or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah I think 7.9 yeah. is what I heard. First one that I heard was 8.8, 8, and then the next day I heard it was an 8.9. Now they've upgraded it
2: to a nine. Yep. I'm sure everybody's been paying attention to this, but the main problem that happened from the earthquake, the earthquake was bad. And this was in what what part of Japan? So it's near Sendai, near Sendai, Japan. Or the Sendai region. It was off the coast from Sendai. Yeah. And because it was aquatic, it created a tsunami. And the tsunami is actually what seems to have caused most of the damage. And there's sure. lots and lots of yeah. footage of it just pouring over Sendai and just coming in and not stopping. Because we see all these cartoons of tsunamis where it's just one huge wave and it hits and then psh, and it's done. And there's horrible stuff. And then you watch the actual video of it and it's not a huge wall of water, it's just this mass of water that just keeps coming. Get it gets bigger and bigger. Get and bigger, bigger and bigger and bigger. It's it's like the entire floor turns into a huge river.
1: Yeah, there was this great aerial shot where you could see this entire coastline and things were on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And the tsunami was moving those burning things, burning things things across the countryside. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: you would see parking lots of vehicles that were supposed to be put onto freighter ships and shipped over to North America. All these brand new vehicles being swept away, like and they're just swept away, like not even like toys. Like even worse than they're just all piled up in one corner because the water pushed them all there, like on top of each other.
0: Yeah, that's where you. That that was the one image that I saw that kind of impressed me about the fury and the. Yeah. the the kind of gravity of of what was going on was just these, in, like, hundreds of cars just bobbing up and down like corks right. on, a, on a on a river.
2: My friend John Walker, friend of the show, was actually in Sendai when the earthquake hit, and uh, thankfully the building he was in, they understood that there was, going to, there was a danger of a tsunami, so they moved everybody up to higher ground they almost immediately. No, I think they left the building and moved to higher ground. So he got to see it, and he's back in Vancouver now, but I think is jet-lagged and tired. Otherwise, I would have loved to have had him come in for this.
0: The uh, Badass of the Week this week on uh, one of our all-time favorite websites, badasstheweek.com. Uh, he's a Japanese fella who strapped on scuba gear and dove into the tsunami waters and began rescuing people. Awesome. Right. He started out uh, oh rescuing God. his wife and then he rescued his mother. See, that's a good then, place to start probably. Yeah, and then he decided yeah. that uh, hey, screw this. I'm uh <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing it. And so he just Yeah every day he goes out and, and swims through the tsunami surf and uh rescues uh, stranded people. So he was the badass of the week this week. He deserves that. He totally, totally does. Title. Yeah.
2: Mike has pointed out to me that ninety five percent of Japan lost power because of the earthquake and the resulting tsunami.
0: Ninety five percent of all of Japan. Yeah. Well, well, there was that yeah. problem with
3: their nuclear plant, wasn't
0: there?
2: Right. The uh, The nuclear power plant that was right by Sendai or in Sendai was built to withstand a slightly smaller earthquake. Considering what did hit it, I believe they're saying this was the eighth largest earthquake in recorded history, mm. something like that. Like just the the odds of an earthquake this large hitting that close to Japan, they had calculated it something like 1 in 10,000. Okay. Uh, so, Oops. Came up snake eyes there. Everybody in
0: Sendai should run out and grab a scratch and win ticket right now. <laughs> if, You're all gonna come up winners.
2: If only odds worked that way. Yeah. But even considering it was not built to withstand it, uh, and and taking into account the problems that they are having now, it's held up pretty darn well.
0: Yeah, the core is still intact as of this recording. Yeah. So and it seems it'll...
2: like things are getting better. I understand they've gotten power to the the main reactors that are having problems, and that was the big. Problem they were having was getting power in order to pump water in. Fecal matters.
0: One of my all time favorite episodes. I don't know. I thought done.
2: it was kind of shit. No.
0: How are you, Steve? How'd you find it? He <laughs> found it on the internet. Oh, no, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> you know, it's one of those ones I think I think the way that I reacted probably would be the same as to most others, where I went in thinking that I was going to be completely disgusted, and it wasn't at all. And, in fact, you liked poo more after you knew more about it. Yeah, I became uh, less so (laughs) poo-phobic.
1: Steve, you must have a terrible poo story. You want to share with the world? (laughs)
0: Uh, not one I'm just giving you the opportunity, right away, yeah, you don't have to take no, it no. no poop coils or pooping in a bag, huh? No, I
3: was very impressed by that story though I'll tell you, I, <laughs> I have spent far too much of the intervening time between hearing that story and now trying to think of the technical aspects of laying a coil twice around a tree How did he do it? Was it sort of squatting down and then backing himself slowly around the tree? Or what? I do did...
0: Well, yeah. it was a it was a very small tree because it was a new plant, so it was barely a sapling, right? So I think just your normal squatting position would have probably placed you like in perfect perfect position right over the tip of it, maybe even tickling so it's your sphincter, like slightly. a wind type thing. <laughs> and so you know, you probably you probably had a pretty good sense of where it was at all times without necessarily having to look back over his shoulder. That's true. Oh, and uh, then it was just a matter of the tensile strength of the coil. <laughs> And, you know, when you're those guys who are out there, like, it's real hot up there in the mountains in the summer. I bet you he didn't have a lot of liquid left in his body. So it was uh, only kind of (laughs) granite-like in its composition. Steve, I I heard this story probably close to 20 years ago, and I've had a lot of time to think about it (laughs) since. Have you
3: ever been tempted to exaggerate it? So it was like 10 times no, I mean, the tree or anything hey, like that? I don't like, think... Two is enough?
0: No, I mean, uh, that story stands alone. I don't think you need to exaggerate <laughs> he, anything. He
2: coiled it around a great redwood tree. <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe it. In a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> the Cincy's says uh, on the Fecal Matters episode comments... I'm surprised you didn't mention megacolons. So she sent us a link to a picture of a 66-year-old chronic schizophrenic who lived in a nursing home with the chief complaint of constipation. What? Wow. We'll have to put
1: this photo on. Oh, Steve.
2: The distended belly looks like it sticks out what would you say that's two feet from where it should and be? It looks like
1: the person is pregnant with triplets. Like, yeah. yeah
2: pregnant with triplets is a great one. And then I, <laughs> is this the, what is this? It image? looks like
1: they've m- taken the colon out. Yeah. yeah and they the, removed the Which is the, the large colon. intestine. Yeah. And the, the colon. And it's the size of, of a very legs. large boa constrictor. It, it looks like a yeah.
2: pair of legs. Yeah. A pair of, Human legs. Human legs. Like Yeah. It is uh, yeah,
1: a hand in the picture for scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, thing is ca- this this colon, gently caressing the colon. This colon is, is
2: probably
0: eight feet long, and yeah. it's got to be uh, six foot? inches in
2: diameter. Yeah, six to eight inches around. Yeah. Just, oh, man.
0: His nursing home records
1: indicate that he had a v- vigorous appetite despite not <laughs> having had a bowel movement for more than a
0: month. Pfft.
2: He did not survive. The patient died three days later of fulminant sepsis. After the surgery of sepsis. getting the... Uh...
0: This is definitely... For all the other listeners out there, if you're ever thinking about sending us an update or something we could mention on follow-ups, this is the quality stuff we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> this is... If you want a, a, a roadmap of like the kind of stuff you should forward on to us, look no further than Mega Colon. <laughs>
2: Megacolon, also known as megareptum, is a descriptive term. It denotes dilation of the colon that is not caused by mechanical obstruction. Although the definition of megacolon is varied in literature, most researchers use the measurement of greater than 12 centimeters. That would be about five inches for the cecum as the standard. Anyway, it's gross. It's really yeah. gross. <laughs> and therefore, awesome and very caustic soda. Yeah, Congratulations. It's Latin for
1: big poo chamber. <laughs>
2: Brett sends in the Bristol stool scale. (laughs) It was developed by Dr. Ken Heaton at the University of Bristol and was f- first published in the Scandinavian Journal of Gastroenterology in 1997. I am oh, subscribing
1: okay. to that journal from now on.
2: <laughs> if only I'd known. The form of the stool depends largely okay. on the time it spends in the colon, though there may be other contributing factors, including diet and illness. Natural. Type 1 is separate hard lumps like nuts. They're hard to pass. That's Diarrhea would be type 7. That's watery, no solid pieces. In t- it's not like least amount of moisture in most amount kind of, of moisture. Kind of is, yeah. Soft blobs with clear-cut edges. Type oh. is. What type is that? What do you think, Steve? It's, it's two through six. Five. Five? Okay. Yeah, Give me the edges. description one more time. Soft blobs soft with blobs. clear-cut edges. With clear the cut fact cut that
0: there edges. are edges, I'm going to go with a five because uh, I don't think a six would have any edges, uh, but mm. uh, but uh, the fact that it has soft blob <laughs> in it <laughs> means it's not going to be a three or two. So I'm going with five as well. I'm with Steve. Uh, Torrin, I'm
2: do gonna you agree?
1: Go,
0: I'm going to go halfway right in the middle.
2: So you're going to say four? Sure. Okay, it's actually type five. Dang. And, and Ke- Kevin got it exactly. Uh, type six is fluffy pieces with ragged edges a mushy <laughs> stool. <laughs> Sausage-shaped but lumpy.
1: Oh, six. No, no, no. I'm no sorry, no. the other way around. It's a two. three. Two. Three. I said two. Kevin
2: says three. Torrance says two. Steve? Steve?
3: Uh, three, I think. I'll go with three as well.
2: That would be a two. Oh, oh i it. the wiener. And uh, to round it out, a three is like a sausage, but with cracks on the surface. Okay. Nice. All right. And type four.
1: Before erosion sits in.
2: Type four <laughs> stool is like a sausage or snake, smooth and soft. We'll, uh, we'll definitely put this Bristol stool chart image up on the website. You oh. bet we will. It's
1: lovely. In fact, I'm getting a poster. <laughs>
2: I, I sense T-shirt opportunity oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, that Bristol is, Stool Chart. Oh, that is. Bristol Stool charting at the bottom, brought to you by Caustic Soda. Coming right. soon to your Caustic That's on the
1: back of the next phase <laughs> of Caustic Soda T-shirts. There we go. The oh, Bristol Stool Chart. Yeah. Sure. I want to go back a bit in okay. time, in history. All right. Okay. Uh, back to the food episode, because something came up recently. I have a Google alert for caustics, the term Caustic Soda. So right. whenever, whenever anything happens on the interweb, the Caustic Soda comes up. I get an email about that. Yeah. Leather scraps are not being added to milk to boost protein content, the Ministry of Agriculture said yesterday. In the upper right corner of its front page, the Shenyang Evening News reports the Ministry's denial of rumors about leather milk that have been circulating this week. However, although milk may be safe, you might want to stay away from beef ligaments, which unscrupulous merchants have been treating with a mixture of formaldehyde and hydrogen peroxide to double their weight. Police busted a processing center and arrested three people for producing more than 20 tons of the adulterated ligaments since last June and shipping them to markets in Liaoning province. There is no mention of caustic soda in the article, despite its, despite its appearance in the front page photo of the Shenyang Evening News.
0: Wow. So wow. treating meat with formaldehyde adds weight so that they can charge more money for it. Yeah. How does that Those add? Those crafty... I don't understand. <laughs> produce farmers or uh, beef ligament salesman. Hey, Steve, you're not in the uh, in the meat preparation industry, are you? No.
3: I used to work in an abattoir um. when I was
0: younger. Oh. oh. That was a long... Whoa. Ding, ding,
1: ding, 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 <laughs> ding. What luck. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
0: but now I want to hear an abattoir story.
3: <laughs> well, most of mine are pretty boring because I was on the cleaning shift, so they're disgusting but dull. They do have a little um, welcoming policy whenever you come onto the cleaning shift where on your first night about halfway through, They'll gather up a big bucket full of all of the most disgusting bits off of the floor and dump it over your head, just to say, no, that's oh, not true." Welcome to the abattoir. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, they totally. totally
0: carried you. They they gave you a the carry <laughs> treatment from
2: yeah, the film yeah, Carrie. Totally, totally, absolutely.
1: And you set the place on fire with your mind.
2: It must have ruined your dress. <laughs> yeah.
3: They really did. Wow. wow, that's
0: intense. Wow, that is that's awful. Literally. Literally. <laughs> What's our next topic decapitation Oh one of my personal favorites. Steve, do you remember the decapitation episode? Oh
3: yes. oh yes. I took great pleasure in describing the picture of the chap who jumped off the roof and uh, was <laughs> impa- oh, his skull was impaled on the fence railing Oh
2: yeah yeah yeah. Chris Woods linked us to a video of an actual guillotine guillotining hmm. yeah. on
1: documentingreality.com yeah I got one Go. J.G. Perry Thomas, a Welsh racing driver, was killed at Pendine Sands on March 3rd, 1927, while trying to regain his own world land speed record that had been broken just weeks earlier by some other guy. He was suffering
0: from influenza and turned down a lucky black cat charm from a little girl. Okay, but but hold on a second. A lucky black cat charm? that seems a bit internally contradictory. Black cats (laughs) are usually considered unlucky. So he went, screw you, little girl, trying to screw me
2: over.
1: He actually said, I will put my faith in my maker.
2: In his mom? Well, that's yeah. his first mistake right there. Isn't
1: it? <laughs> uh, yeah. His um, Liberty engine car, Babs, was the name of his car, right? used exposed chains to connect the engine to the drive wheels while the high engine cover required him to drive with his head tilted to one side, the right. On his final run, the right-hand drive chain broke at a speed of 170 miles per hour. The car skidded, turned over and over, and then slewed around. I don't know what that word means. The scene for those first to arrive was not pretty. Perry Thomas was still in the car. He had deep cuts to his, to his neck, partially decapitated and burned. The car was on fire, and in order to retrieve the body from the blazing wreck, two of Perry Thomas's crew had the unpleasant task of breaking the legs of the corpse before the fire prevented them from finishing the job.
0: Nice. Joy. Well, that's distasteful. Imagine being the rescue crew where this guy is decapitated, so that's bad enough. Yeah. And then you actually have to smash his legs to get the body out before it burns. And then you fail doing it. I that. couldn't <laughs> even
2: watch that one time when Garrett bought, had that pig, and we had the big pig roast. He had to break the legs of the pig in order to fit it on the spit. And I couldn't right. watch that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a dead pig.
1: All right, what do we got for sex?
2: Uh, Listener Mike points out that the Amazon River dolphin likes to engage in nasal sex where they penetrate one another's (laughs) blowholes.
1: Oh, nice. Nasal sex.
2: Lara points out that banana slugs are hermaphrodites, and when they mate, they insert their penises into each other at the same time. The unusual thing is that sometimes, but not always, when they finish mating, one slug will chew the penis completely off the other, a process called apophilation. Sometimes it happens that both slugs engage in chewing so at the end of the mating encounter both slugs are penisless.
0: Okay. Mm. They should change it from the banana slug to the bobbit slug. <laughs> oh, I get it. You know the whole uh, bone in each other simultaneously is kind of interesting, but then the chewing of the penis not so cool. Like <laughs> it's pretty oh, no, type. I don't understand. No. Yeah, I don't understand what the point of that is. They don't want you to bone anybody else. They're very territorial.
3: Maybe it's nutritious for the babies growing inside them.
1: Oh, oh,
2: there go. Go. oh, there you go. Have you eaten your penis today? <laughs> no mother.
1: I have something. Okay. Necronomicox.com.
2: What? We need to get them to be a sponsor, if only so they'll send us freebies. Absolutely.
1: They have. They much like the company I'm... that makes animal dildos. Uh huh. These guys make horror dildos. So you can get a dildo in the form of Cthulhu with one of the tentacles rising up to stimulate the clitoris. (laughs) Or you can get a penis of a zombie if you're into zombie sex. Okay. And who it? really? Or if you're a H.R. Giger fan, you can get a little uh, alien-shaped dildo.
0: With uh, it's like good spine- stuff. Well, the giger one with spines for her pleasure, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> I love this. We saw a niche that needed to be filled, so absolutely.
0: To speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to call an in your endo in the business.
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm frightened. I'm I'm frightened. Like looking in the eyes of a great old one, kind of frightened by looking at these things. <laughs> and in the, and the newest addition is the butt plug in the form of a squid. Uh, also available in ball gag versions so <laughs> awesome is there anything that humans won't bone that's no. yet to be seen yeah
2: the sun if you something. can build it we, we will, will bone it. it i want to know in the future that somebody will die by trying to have sex with the sun like he just tried that didn't sun? he <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Welcome to my secret lair on Skullcrusher Mountain I hope that you've enjoyed your stay so far I see you've met my assistant Scarface His appearance is quite disturbing but I assure you he's harmless enough He's a sweetheart, calls me master And he has a way of finding pretty Get the feeling that you don't like it What's with all the screaming? You like monkeys, you like ponies Maybe you don't like monsters so much Maybe I use too many monkeys Isn't it enough to know that I ruined a pony Making a gift for you Above the waves, my doomsday squad ignites the atmosphere. And all the fools who lead their foolish lives may find it quite explosive. Well, it won't mean half as much to me if I don't have you here. No, it isn't easy living here on Skullcrusher Mountain. Maybe you could cut me just a little slack. Would it kill you to be civil? I've been patient, I've been gracious, and this mountain is covered with wolves. Hear them howling, my hungry children. Maybe you should stay and have another drink and think about me and you. Oh, and I'm so into you, but I. Eyes that you would be. If you could find some way to be a little bit less afraid of me, you'd see the forces that control me from inside my head, say I shouldn't.
1: Uh, Steve, what's your uh, either most favorite or most appropriate deadly sin for you personally?
4: Oh,
3: gosh. Uh, hmm, hmm. Probably sloth. Oh, yeah yeah.
1: That's a good one. It's
3: popular. <laughs> I'm afraid so. I, I spend as much time as possible doing as little as possible.
0: Uh, the human nature dictates. Well, it costs energy to go around and do things, doesn't it? Probably more than I
2: like to admit. Gluttony for me.
1: Yeah. And that's probably going to have to be mine as well.
2: Mm-hmm. It used to be gluttony for me, but I've really curbed my appetite lately. So, sloth
1: but, definitely sloth for you. Yeah, you're the sloth master. Although mm. lust master can, of sloths,
2: lust can override that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: True what, enough. What do we got for follow-ups?
2: Marlowe points out a vomitorium was not actually a room for vomiting. Vomit in Latin means flow out of or spew forth. What it actually is is a large exit in a coliseum or amphitheater made so that the crowd could exit quickly. Romans did purge after eating sometimes, but there was no room dedicated for the purpose. Oh. Oh, okay. And I should know this because I took theater, and the vomitorium is also a theatrical term for that kind of thing. And you also took that
1: vomiting class.
2: I did. I got an A in it.
3: Uh, I have something for you on this topic, actually. Just a little from Australia that we have now become the fattest nation in the world. We now beat America. Oh, what? congratulations. Right. Yes. And congratulations America. Yes. <laughs> we are the fattest laziest people in the entire you know, the world. The
0: funny part is is that is completely the opposite of the image that I put on Australians. Yeah. And I don't think Six I'm in, foot in the minority. Buns, yeah. Yeah, like we always like, you know, <laughs> the, the like tanned surfer dudes and dudettes are uh, so sort do of, I think how we kind of picture you guys when we
1: thanks to crocodile dundee i've got something as well cleveland ohio an obese woman who killed her boyfriend by sitting on him will not serve any time behind bars what (laughs) mia landingham pleaded guilty to involuntary man's laughter on wednesday and was sentenced to three years probation and 100 hours of community service Landingham, who was believed to weigh over three hundred pounds at the time of the august two thousand nine incident, sat on Mikael Middleton Bay as he was face first on the couch. According to her lawyer, there was a history of domestic abuse between Landingham and her boyfriend. The victim was five foot ten and weighed one hundred and twenty six pounds. <laughs> Landingham is fifteen is fi, Landingham is five foot nine. A police scale that went up to 350 pounds wasn't enough to accurately weigh the Cleveland woman.
2: <laughs> so why was she not, why did she not serve time behind bars? Did she accidentally sit on him? Well, it's, I mean, she's, she's sentenced to three years probation,
0: 100 she just, hours community She didn't, didn't mean to kill him. For him. For she was in
2: manslaughter. Greed. Amanda says when she visited the Vatican Museum, there was an admission fee. The regular ah. adult admission is 15 euros now, but I don't remember what it was when I visited. Those
1: greedy bastards.
2: Also interesting is, is that there's only one way to go through the museum, like a one-way street. I assume that is to keep things flowing well because of all the visitors that come through. However, I was surprised to find that this pre-planned path leads you through several small gift shop areas, and you have to go through each one. <laughs> nice. All right, Sloth. Uh, uh, the one that we all have a personal connection with. Any Sloth stories, Steve?
3: Uh, no, actually, I was trying to think very hard for this episode, but I think uh, you covered it extremely well in the initial episode, so I can't think of any extra points or
2: anything. I think that's because of our personal expertise. In, in sloth, yeah. yeah. that'd
0: be it. That'd yeah,
2: be it. yeah we, we, we know way too much about it. And a segue, I say that we with a also... little bit of pride. Steve, have you got anything for pride?
3: Well, we do have a great source of pride for us Aussies at the moment in our very first, very own superhero captain australia (laughs)
4: Uh. yeah
3: he's he's recently started operating around brisbane in queensland and he is just awesome absolutely awesome uh but i think he might have a little bit of pride himself because i went to check out his website and had a look at his skill sets he lists all of his superpowers yeah a little bit of pride maybe we'll Uh. go through the list photographic memory iron will Genius-level IQ, Mm -hmm. extraordinary physical strength and agility, a master of judo, jiu-jitsu, kung fu, karate, amateur boxing, criminal psychology, an expert in parkour, self-trained expert in hostage negotiation, toxin-resistant due to ninja training, master of escapology... Counterinsurgency, advanced stealth, and infiltration techniques.
1: Now, is that the Quite Australian nice. ninja or the Japanese ninja? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah on, on the <laughs> Pacific know. Rim, after all. <laughs> I know he's like a 35-year-old fat guy in a silly suit.
1: I like that his uh, symbol on his chest is the at symbol.
3: That's uh, uh, the outside loop is the C and the inside is the A for Captain Australia. And it's also apparently um, uh, because he's got such a strong online presence. It was online that he birthed himself, he says. So that's why. Oh,
1: what is his arch nemesis? Do we know? Is that still No, a just story criminals yet to in general. I
3: think he would love to have an arch nemesis, but there are alas no supervillains in oh. Queensland uh, <laughs> except for Parliament.
2: Frequently asked questions. Are you for real? Answer <laughs> Yes. Uh, do you have any history, history of, of mental, mental illness? illness? I love the
0: fact that he <laughs> posts this question and answer on his website. This sounds like something that's going to go
1: horribly, horribly wrong in the not-too-distant future.
0: November 2008, Korea. Hang
1: Mioku, now 48, had her first plastic surgery procedure when she was 28. Hooked from the beginning, she moved to Japan where she had further operations, mostly to her face. Following operation after operation, her face was eventually left enlarged and disfigured, but she would still look at herself in the mirror and think she was beautiful. Eventually, the surgeons she visited refused to carry out any more work on her, and once suggested that her obsession could be a sign, could be a sign, of a psychological disorder. Uh When she returned home to Korea, the surgery meant Hang's features had changed so much that her own parents didn't recognize her. After realizing that the girl with the grossly swollen face was indeed their daughter, her horrified parents took her to a doctor. Once again, the possibility that Hang had a mental disorder was raised, and she started treatment. However, this treatment was too expensive for her to keep up, and she soon fell back into her old ways. Whoa. Amazingly, she found a doctor who was willing to give her silicon injections, and what's more, he then gave her a syringe and silicon of her own so she could self-inject. When her supply of silicon ran out, Hang resorted to injecting cooking oil into her face.
0: Where is the Hippocratic Oath in this (laughs) particular story? Do not do harm to others by giving a woman with an obvious mental condition... A syringe and things that she could self-inject into her face.
2: Don't worry, man. The market will correct itself.
0: (laughs) Her face became so grotesquely
1: large that she was called standing fan by children in her neighborhood due to her large face and small body. As Hang's notoriety spread, she was featured on Korean TV. Viewers, seeing the report, took mercy on her and sent in enough donations to enable her to have surgery to reduce the size of her face. During the first procedure, surgeons removed 60 grams of foreign substance from Hank's face and 200 grams from her neck. After several other sessions, her face was left greatly reduced, but still scarred and disfigured.
2: I can't understand at all how the psychological treatment was more expensive than going back to getting plastic surgery. Hey, cooking oil is cheap. <laughs> True, but first she went and got silicone.
0: Hey, Do you want to give me ten thousand bucks to take a knife to your face? <laughs>
1: I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> we asked on uh, I think it was on Facebook we asked about people's road rage oh, experiences. Yeah. And we got a few choice tidbits. Oh yeah. What about you Steve, you ever have any road rage? Are you addicted uh, to rage hall? Not myself, but I have had uh People hurl
3: things at my car from the next lane, which is a lot of fun. Oh. Yeah. oh. What kind of Carfully things? Uh, Are they bouquets full of roses? A Coke bottle,
1: actually. Oh, a Coke bottle. huh?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. at my head,
0: yeah. A, a hurling a Coke bottle? That I don't
3: know why they did it. I, I hadn't apparently done anything to annoy them, but. Uh,
1: Maybe uh, it was the representative yeah. for Coke.
3: <laughs> Could have been, like, have extreme <laughs> advertising. Yeah.
0: Free
2: sample.
1: <laughs> well we got uh, something from chaz lamborghini
2: i love this story
1: i used to get horrible road rage years ago i would do the typical stuff like pull up beside a person give him the bird while screaming obscenities and blasting my horn i followed one guy home smashed my car into his mailbox and sped off but one day my speedometer broke i couldn't see how fast or how slow or fast i was driving and all my anger vanished That's so awesome. By the time I got it fixed, my road rage had vanished too. Yay. This is from Will A. A number of years ago during the Freedom Fries era, I forced a dude off the road for having a France Sucks sticker on his bumper. He wasn't hurt or anything, but it still probably wasn't the coolest thing to do. (laughs) He shook his fist at me
0: in a get-off-my-lawn sort of way, which made it awesome. (laughs) See, we were kind of hoping when we called – I don't – I don't, for myself, I don't know, I can't speak for Joe or Torin, but when we asked for road rage stories on Facebook, I think we were expecting people to tell us stories of other people raging on <laughs> Being them. Being mad at them, yeah. Uh, and yet we've, we've got several stories about people raging in their own right, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this is what I love about the Caustic Soda Jerks, is that they have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't mind making themselves maybe not look necessarily so favorable in the light of day. And we love that about you guys. I
3: didn't have a poo story.
0: Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Sorry, guys. Sorry. You're going to carry that around with you for the rest of the week.
1: Jazzy Adam J says Best story I have for road rage is about my cousin. If he was cut off badly or put in danger by other drivers, he would follow them home and shout at them, or if they got away, he would drive down the same road at the same time for weeks looking for them. (laughs) That's a superhero. Wow. (laughs) That
2: That is polite driving man. She Fights Like a Girl points out that our confusion over oxytocin was uh, unwarranted had we continued to read the Wikipedia article. It's uh, best known for its roles in female reproduction. It's released in large amounts after distension of the cervix and uterus during labor, after stimulation of the nipples, facilitating birth and breastfeeding. Recent studies have begun to investigate oxytocin's role in various behaviors, including orgasm, social recognition, pair bonding, anxiety, and maternal behaviors. For this reason, it is sometimes referred to as the love hormone. How did it come up in our episode?
0: I don't know, but it sounds like the kind of thing that we got all kind of uncomfortable talking about, and so just moved on. (laughs) So I suspect happened. Uh, there's too much reference to estrogen in this episode. Yeah, we got to move on.
2: Uh, I can't recall if you discussed this in the sex episode, but this another- is this Banks? <laughs> banks. <laughs> but another interesting connection to lust is objectum sexuals, people who lust slash love inanimate objects. I guess the most famous OS is Erica Eiffel, a woman who carries on with the Eiffel Tower.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, and there's a uh, there's a video. Oh, and she's not attractive. That's why the only boyfriend she can get is the Eiffel Tower. Tower. If you had to pick
1: a monument to call your girlfriend, what monument would that be? And you can't take the Eiffel Tower
0: because it's taken. (laughs) The Eiffel Tower has a girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, Well, if I was gay, I'd go with the Washington Monument. Fair enough. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, But seeing as how I'm not, I'm going to have to go with uh, Lady Liberty.
2: Oh, naturally. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Oh, but, uh, well. So I'll change it. Uh, let's see. No, we could have a freaky three way with her. Uh, how about uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Great Pyramids of Egypt? Oh, they are kind of boobish. Yeah. <laughs> with the, the,
0: with the, the Madonna.
2: Yeah, they're the, they're the bra pointy
0: on. 50s bras yeah. with the torpedo boobs. How about you, Torn? What, what would be your monumental choice? I'm trying to think of something like that has a big hole in it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't kill you.
0: then the chewing of the penis not so cool like <laughs>